Hello, everyone. This is Keith Roberson, and you are listening to I Pray This Helps. Today, we have a special guest, which I hope will become a long-term guest, and therefore not a guest at all. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to go by? Are we going by Grace? Oh, my goodness. Is it difficult? I can't go by Grace. <laughs> I mean, we all going by Grace. Amen. 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 <laughs> All right, this is a very serious podcast. Okay, so that laughing stuff. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so um, we have Grace here today um, to help us walk through prayerfully. I mean, I'm not, I'm not about to put this on her, but um, want to walk through John. Continue to walk through John. Well, say say hi, Grace. I'm sorry. Say hello to people. <laughs> what you want to say? Hello. Is this it? That's all you're going to do? Look, yeah, we're okay, we're so, so we're going to pray. Um, but I brought Grace on the show to, uh, it's not even a show. Like, what we're doing here is not a show. Um, we're trying to, what I, I, I just, my, someone asked me, today what was the purpose of this podcast and for the first time ever i was i was able to clearly articulate what this podcast is for i want to be able to encourage and equip believers in what we believe and also encourage non-believers to believe and therefore non-believers that believe just now become believers who are continuing to be encouraged and equipped. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that is what this podcast is for. Um, So I pray this helps. And so we've been walking through the book of John and simultaneously, so to speak, we've been walking through the book of Psalms as well, which you guys seem to enjoy. And um, it does what the Lord wants it to do. Um, Here's a connection that we haven't made, but I would like to be made. Um, The book of Psalms and John are not necessarily as mutually exclusive as you might believe. Um, You can find a lot of things that are said in the book, in the book of Psalms. You can find them said in the Gospels of Jesus Christ, um, because uh, David was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. Also, Jesus is a descendant of the lineage of David. Um, so this, all of this stuff is intertwined. All of this stuff works, works, um, um, together. Um, and it is, it all aligns. So, um, I, I, I could do the work and say, and do the legwork and say, well, like, let's line this scripture up with that. But that's, that's not the purpose. The purpose of Psalms, of us reading through Psalms, was to promote peace and moreover promote the God of peace. And um, the book of John is to promote who Jesus is. Everybody has their own view on who Jesus is. Um, We want to come from the standpoint of instead of asking everyone else, who does Jesus say he is? Let's ask Jesus himself who he says that he is. And we can find who Jesus says that he is about himself in his word. And so we are in John chapter 6 still. Um, last week 
I don't know. I well, <laughs> last week you talked about a few things. Um, you talked about a few things a couple of weeks ago. Rather, we talked about a few things. Um, but we found ourselves at the at the where Jesus was feeding the five thousand with two fish and five loaves, and we saw the miracle that Jesus did. What we're getting ready to read thereafter and what we're getting ready to read now is um what happens after that so there's these droves of people remember i've been telling you guys this i've been preparing you guys for all of this stuff that we've been reading and all of that um up until this point um it is very windy out here tonight um but um Mm -hmm. jesus jesus knew the hearts and knows the hearts of every man so this is something that we can't forget. We've been you you hear about it in almost every chapter that we read. Jesus knows the hearts of every man, and that there were a there was a large crowd. There was a multitude, if you will. There was a multitude of people that were following Jesus. Yes, you had your you had your twelve disciples, and then you had your three disciples, which were like the beloved disciples, and then you had John, which was. Essentially, you could call John Jesus' best friend. Um, but amongst them, amongst amongst them, there was a multitude of people. There was a crowd of people that was following Jesus and his disciples everywhere that they went. Okay. Um, and so we're going to read a little bit more about them today. And this is where I say this is where the rubber meets the road. You think that we've heard the hardest sayings of Jesus yet. You know, you look at, you hear about Jesus and you just think that Jesus is like just this docile character, that he's just this guy that doesn't really say, say, speak his mind and he's down with whatever. Or you think that Jesus is this guy that wasn't down with anything. Um, Jesus knew how to speak his mind when it was supposed to be spoken and not so much his mind. He spoke his father's mind, and he only did whatever his father did, and he only does what his father does. And so we're going to see a lot more of that in this chapter. And uh, I have Grace here with me because I know how dogmatic I can be. I know how um, matter-of-fact I can be. Um, I would like to have someone here through the the rest of this um, series to be able to piggyback off of disagree if she might you know and debate if we have to um to really get the full picture as much as two people can get the full picture um uh you know to help everyone else that is listening to get an understanding of what is going on in the the rest of this book um and so um yeah so without any further ado grace avid listener of the show really appreciate her would love if she would open us up in prayer um so as we get ready to venture into the lord's word as he gets ready to share with us what he would like to be shared thank you um yeah i i do actually really do want to say thank you um it's a pleasure um, to always be able to speak and share the gospel. So that is something that is important to me and you in this show. Um, it's always a pleasure to share the gospel 
and um, I'm here for this. So, um, we'll start off with a prayer. Lord, we thank you. Uh, we thank you for your love and kindness, your mercies that you show us every day. Uh, we worship you. We praise you. We honor you for all of who you are. We thank you for gathering to today like minds who are um, who seek more after you uh, daily. Lord, we ask that you um, come in this conversation, um, have your way, Lord. Allow us to to have revelational thoughts on who and and more of who you are so that we um, may understand the things of you more in our lives to equip us in the purpose and the pursuit of of holiness lord we ask that you give us the the mind and or the ears to hear and the mind to understand um, the words that are being brought forth today just name we pray amen Amen. Okay, um, so like we always do at this time, gonna read through the the passage that we have for today, and then we're gonna go back over it with a fine tooth comb. And so uh where we are, we started we left off in John chapter six, verse sixteen. So we'll start from there. Um, we're reading from the New Living Translation, not because I like this Bible so much, not because I like this translation the best, but because I found that it's the translation that most people get. Um, they they get better acquainted with it the best. You know what I mean? They they appreciate the translation the best. It's not a different translation um, as we know. Well, it's just what translations are. I think I think. All of a sudden, when the when the world talks about Jesus, they want to change the whole meaning of translation. Ironically, um, it's just a different it's just an in, a different interpolation of what um, has already been said. It's just a different, not a different take, but a different way of saying what's already been said. What's already been said. So you can follow along with your with your uh, new uh, new international version. Um, you can follow along in your uh, NASB, which is my favorite. You can follow along in your NJ, but with NKJV or your KJV or whatever it might be, minus the NWT. Um, you know, other than that, you know, you know, you can just follow along and you'll see for yourself that essentially it's the same thing. So we're here to get the crux of what it is, get to the bare bones, what we would like to call mere Christianity, um, taking out all the aftertaste and all the other additives and just give you pure 100% bread, pure 100% water, pure 100% Jesus Christ, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, much as we can give them to you. Well, we could give, we'll, we could lead him to you. He's going to make it 100%. That's him. Um, Grace, I'll read up to, we're going to 70. So I'll read from 16 to 41. Oh. Yeah, and they, they ain't got it. Okay. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. 
But as darkness fell and Jesus still had it come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat, and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several hours from Tiberias landed near, several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. Soon when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for them. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They arrived. They replied, excuse me, they replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna when they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the bread, the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. However, those the Father those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will with all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. They said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say? I came down from heaven. But Jesus replied, stop complaining about what I said, for no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws me to draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. 
as it is written in the scriptures, they will be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father. Only I, who has sent, who was sent from God, have seen him. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And his and this bread, which I will offer, though the world may live, is my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. So Jesus said, again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is, for my flesh, flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living father who sent me in the same way anyone who feeds on me will live because of me i am the true bread that came down from heaven anyone who eats this bread will not die as their ancestors did even though they ate the manna but will live forever I'm gonna have to take those last few. He said these things. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Many of his disciples said, This is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, Does this offend you? Then what will you think? If you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again, the Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. He then said, that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus looked to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to heaven? Are, are you also going to leave? Forgive me. Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words to give eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the 12 of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the 12 who would later betray him. Okay, so you already know we're going to start at uh, verse 16 and just break this thing down. So we already know that um, we had just left, not even left, we had just got finished feeding the 5,000. So this is the day after. 
So that football is the same day. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. So, um, but let's go back up to verse 17. I was I was asking God and I, I spoke to Grace a little bit earlier, right before we got on to do the podcast. And I was saying like, they left Jesus. They left Jesus. And I don't understand why. Why would they leave Jesus, the guy that's been helping provide and or not even helping, but the guy that's been providing. And the, the reason why they on this mission anyway, why did they leave him? You can find this in verse 17. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't came, come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. It was getting dark. It was getting dark, so they were getting scared, pretty much. <laughs> they were, um, and if not afraid, they were, you know, there's a lot of things that come with darkness. So if not afraid, let's let's not jump to the conclusion that they were f- afraid. But they, there is a lot of things that come with night, even now, in modern mm-hmm. times, we know that we, we things that we were concerned about, things that we wouldn't normally be concerned about in the daylight, we're now we're now all of a sudden aware of in the nighttime. How much more so for people that lived over two thousand years ago? There was no electricity. There was you know what I mean. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of wildlife. There's a lot of things happening at night. Less police. Um, you know what I mean. Less protection. All of these things. They're like okay. Jesus hasn't come. We must preserve ourselves. We got to go over. And maybe they rationalized in their mind. I'll use my sanctified imagination on this. Maybe they rationalized in their mind that somehow since they couldn't find him or since they didn't see him, maybe he already went over there by himself. You know what I mean? You know, Mm -hmm. you, you, you talk amongst your friends and you say, Hey, maybe, maybe he went over there by himself since we can't find him. Um, Verse 17, verse 18, soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly, so they got, they got a little ways. They got a little ways rowing three or four miles. That's, that's a little, in my opinion, that's, that's, that's a little bit of ways. When suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat, they were terrified. But he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat. And immediately they arrived at their destination. So um, Grace has been pretty quiet. So what is your take on on that? From What are you picking up from verse 18 all the way into verse 21? Um. Going back to what you said, I I think it is safe to assume that they were fearful just from how they responded to Jesus walking. So they did allow Mm. that their environment condition to dictate their behavior and cause them to act and move without him and leave him. And it shows Mm. up later when they're frightful of what they see in the shadows. 
true. Anything else you want to elaborate on? Up till 21, that's um, what I see. Come on, just the fear of it, and um, that fear is also their conviction yeah. of what they did as well. They did leave him behind, and they didn't think anything yeah. of it when he came back. It was like, oh, snap, <laughs> we did leave Jesus. Yeah. I say this literally and figuratively. Literally, so like from a physical standpoint, they did leave Jesus. And also from a heart standpoint, they left Jesus. Fear, fear is not a good thing. And I don't care how many, I don't, uh, there, there's, I won't say it. I won't say what church, <laughs> but um, it's being taught now that fear is, is a, um, is some sort of compass to let you know where you are and that fear isn't necessarily a bad thing. Fear just lets you know where you are. Da, 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 da. I'm here to tell you the Bible says over, I think over 200 plus times, do not be afraid. The Bible says fear not. You can find that many, 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 many times in the Bible over and over. It tells us not to be afraid. When we are afraid, it, it's not to say that you should beat yourself up because you're afraid. And so in some in some sense, yes, it does serve as a compass, but it's not something that, that we should live in and say, oh, I was afraid. So now I should I should now I was I was afraid. It, it's to, it's to let you know I am far away from God mm -hmm. in this moment. We're not I'm not where I need to be. The Bible says, and we, we say this all the time, perfect love casts out all fear. So if I'm not walking, so what is love? God is love. Jesus is love. You know, just to kind of like I should eat that, but I would say so properly, just a little bit. If I'm, walk, if I'm walking with Jesus, like when they were with Jesus, these guys were fearless. <laughs> they had nothing to worry about. They were casting out demons. They were talking to people all types of crazy. They was walking up in synagogues, flipping tables and all of that type of stuff. But they set out on the sea. Time out. These fishermen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got it. Set out on the sea and they're afraid. They're afraid. They see Jesus. They see Jesus walking on water towards them. They know him. They've been walking with this guy for three for three years. At this point, you gotta remember that, um, with the exception of what we see in the beginning, um, what, what what we see in the beginning, these uh, these these chapters are just highlighting the last. I would say like the last ninety days, if that, of Jesus's um, earthly ministry prior to him being crucified. So they're nearing the end. So they've been with him for three years. So they knew the character of God. They knew what was going on. And and, and so say, say for an instance, yes, we might have, Jesus is known to just go off by himself and do his own thing. Well, instead of waiting on the Lord, let us go and do the mission that he's given to us mm -hmm. without him for a second. Instead of waiting on the Lord, instead of 
we we going we he, he might be pleased if we just do it without here's the thing about here's the thing about our faith we a lot of times you see a lot of Christians you see and a lot of Christians make this mistake and we had it planned on talking about this because this is a small part of well it's a small part of a larger issue but um this is it is about Jesus but this is something that the Bible felt need to highlight this is something that John felt need to highlight that they went along on this mission without Jesus and they were afraid and they were so afraid check this out remember in this kind of reminds me of another scripture doesn't it remind you of another scripture grace keep I mean keep going <laughs> no okay it reminds, me, reminds me of, of other scriptures Absolutely. Absolutely. It reminds me of, of, of Genesis. Once they had eaten the fruit, once they had eaten the fruit that they weren't supposed to eat and they hid themselves. Why, why did they hit themselves? Why did they hide themselves? Mm. Because they were afraid. And then God, God comes looking for them in the garden and he says, yo, where are you? But they was like, they were like, yeah, I hid myself because I was afraid because, you know, you know, I know, you know, I ate the stuff and all of that. So they they go off on their own. They go off on their own. They do their own thing. And now they're in a whirlwind of trouble, literally a whirlwind of trouble. And Jesus comes walking out onto the water. Why Jesus chooses to flex like this, I'm not too sure. We do know that he's commanding the winds and the waves. So for him to like walk on on the water, it wasn't just to say, look at me, but it was to say, look at me. Um so they get on, they get, you know, they they Jesus finds them. He already knew where they were. They didn't get far. Three or four miles is not far, but it's far from me. Because <laughs> I'm not rowing a boat. Um, but it says that not they not that they were afraid. It says that they were terrified. Being terrified is worse than being afraid. Being terrified is deathly afraid. This also um, but he caught, this also mm-hmm. spoke to me on another level of um where their faith was at. Yes, it's impossible mm-hmm. to please God without faith. But it's mm-hmm. impossible to do his work without him. So then you have to ask, what right. are you having faith in? Are you having faith in the things that you do or the faith in God and what he can do? Absolutely. And so at this point, they had left him just off of their sheer faith in what they can do and their ability to just because they were taught under his you know, tutelage. But then it was like, you, can't, mm-hmm. you still can't do it without me. You, can't, you still can't do it without him. You got to take on the fullness of him, which we're going to get into, my bad. <laughs> which brings, no, no, it's great. It, it brings me to my, my original point. Um, my initial point was how often do we try, a lot of Christians make this mistake. We often try to do things for God. For God. And it looks admirable. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. It looks admirable. I'm like, oh, man, I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this for God. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then you wind up not knowing what to do because you didn't do it with him. Right. God doesn't want you to do things for him more than he wants you to do it with him. 
Prayer is a partnership. Evangelism is a partnership. Um, intercession is a partnership. All of this, all the things that God is calling us to do, whatever He's called, whatever your lot is in life, He wants you to do it with Him. You got to always put God in the perspective of a father. It is like building a fence with your dad. You're like this little kid and your dad and your dad is asking you for the wrench and you got your little toy wrench and you're doing this and that and the thing. He's really doing the work. But he's allowing you to help share in the credit. It's for the kingdom. We do this for the kingdom. It is so that the kingdom of God gets the glory. God and we are in the we are in the kingdom. So so it's like, yes, yeah, so like take share in the kingdom. Why do you get to take share in the kingdom? Sorry, we're not there yet. But so what? I'm going to tell the end of the story. We are sons and daughters of the most high God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, a.k.a. our big brother, Jesus. Amen. So. And then, of course, you didn't mean to spend this much time on just that verse but just to let you know these just to let you know how much you can get from two slithers of scripture right here it's it's a lot in there so so look at what happens grace read verse 21 grace is not like this glorified reader but i just rather her read it instead of me talking the whole time <laughs> read um read, my, scre read my screen had froze so i couldn't get that mm -hmm. interpretation but i can read from my physical bible and it's gonna be king james no nah. what no nah. it's nothing wrong with king james it's just that we not we not using that well, that's this. why i let go <laughs> it's I not wrong i feel appreciate it um verse 20 but he called out to them, don't be afraid. I am here. You could be afraid any other time. <laughs> if I'm not here, be afraid. Be very afraid. But when I'm here, when love is here, when God is here, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. There is liberty. So you'll be afraid any other time. Here's when you don't be afraid. When I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Do it with me. Do it with me. Verse 21. This, this is the gotcha, gotcha. Then they were eager to let him in the boat. Why wouldn't you be eager to let him in the boat? Couldn't do it without him. Um, and immediately they arrived at their destination. If you try to do it without God, you will never arrive where you're supposed to where you're supposed to be. You will never arrive where you're supposed to be. Check this. Jonah, my boy, Jonah, love Jonah. We're going to read Jonah one day and it's going to be the funniest time you've ever had in the Bible and I promise you that. But um Jonah for, for this instance, Jonah set sail to Tarshish. Or, uh, no, no, no. He didn't want to. Yes. Jonah, God told Jonah, get up, 
I want you to go to Nineveh. Jonah, immediately after Jonah heard that, the Bible says, and immediately he rose up and, and headed towards Tarshish. The funny thing about the geography of Nineveh and Tarshish is Nineveh was where God told Jonah to go. Jonah went, set sail towards Tarshish, right? Mm -hmm. Tarshish is in the exact opposite direction <laughs> of Nineveh. Right. <laughs> Right. So he he just he didn't he didn't miss no, understand the Lord. I'm not doing it. Right. Jonah gets in the Jonah gets in the boat with these other guys wherever they're going. The winds start crashing and everything starts. Start, you know they start casting lots because they like who has offended some sort of God. You know what I mean? Because of course they believed in um polytheism and all of that type of stuff. And Jonah, you know, of course, Jonah was staying quiet because he knew who it, who it was. So pretty much they drew straws. They found out it's you, right? <laughs> it's you. You're, and Jonah was like, yo, I know it's me. Cast me over and everything will be straight. Jonah still wasn't trying to go to Nineveh. So instead of just saying like, yo, turn the boat around, turn the boat around and then, you know, drop me off so I could go to Nineveh, he was like, yo, just throw, throw me aside, because I'd rather die than go to Nineveh, pretty much is what he was saying. I'm still not going to do what God told me to do. Mm -hmm. Jonah paid to get on this boat. Remember this. Jonah paid to get on this boat. Ultimately, the winds and the, and the waves, they get crazier and crazier, and they said, you know what, we know, remember when we said we wasn't going to throw you over? We got to throw you over. And so they throw him over, and immediately the waves stop crashing, right? Everything settles down. God allows a, 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 what we would say, we, we would say a whale. Jesus says it was a whale. So Jesus says, because, oh, you know, it, it was a whale, because Jesus said it was a whale. So a big fish, which we would presume was a whale, swallows up Jonah. Jonah is in the belly of this whale for three days and three nights. Where does the whale spit Jonah out at? Let me back up. Jonah says a prayer in the whale, and he says, yo, God, I'm sorry. Whatever you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> the whale spits Jonah up at Nineveh. Nineveh, where he was supposed to be at in the first place. Right. When you try to go your own way, when you try to go your own way, you will always pay the price. You will always pay the price. When you do it God's way, God will pay the fare. Period. Verse 22. I'll let you. Do you have, do you have your Bible app up again? Yet? Yes. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias, Tiberias sorry, landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum 
to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake. Okay, I'll say stop. Let's stop right here, right? Um, and you can again, you can piggyback up off, up off. I mean, do your thing, you know. Um, the next day, the crowd that has the next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw the disciples had taken the only boat, so there were no more boats left. Not only did, were the disciples so afraid that they <laughs> that they they left Jesus, <laughs> Lord God, they left the Savior of the whole world with no way to get over. They also left the people that they were trying to reach with no way. Either. Right. <laughs> um, because it was fear makes you inconsiderate. <laughs> oh, how I've seen this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty selfish. Yeah. Fear is fear makes you selfish. Fear makes you illogical. Fear makes you irrational. Fear makes you erratic. Mm -hmm. The next, okay, um, this is not my point. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place. Get this, get this, get this, get this, get this. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. Mm. Okay. There's um the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth. I believe it. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, Grace. The book of Ruth. Um Ruth had lost her husband. It is Ruth. Ruth had lost her husband. <laughs> Ruth had lost, you know, and, and, and she only had her mother in law left. Her mother-in-law had lost her father a long time ago. It was only the two of them. Her mother-in-law, Naomi, says, yo, you and your sister, or you, you and your sister-in-law, you guys go your own ways. I'm going to go back to my hometown. I, why, why did she say that she was going back to her hometown? She said, I'm going back to my hometown because I see the Lord has been blessing people there. That's always struck a chord with me ever since I read that. She wanted to be where the Lord was blessing. So we see here, of course, Ruth wound up going with her. And that's a, that's a, not going to say it's a whole nother story. It's a small story, a part of the big, big story. Like I keep telling you about this um, Bible. I'm trying to tell you, I'm so serious. Um, Several boats from Tiberias. Landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So where God had already been, it was still being blessed. Because you see that the you see that the boats, there were there weren't any boats. There weren't any boats. They the, the disciples took the last boats. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread. And the people had eaten. Of all places for those boats to land, they landed where the Lord had last done his thing. And I don't want to stir up, um, I don't want to stir up uh, um, a superstition or anything. I'm like, oh, well, because that can stir up super superstition. Like, oh, well, that's just this, this exactly where I need to be. But I'm saying, where, again, where the spirit of the Lord is. <laughs> 
There is liberty. Thank you, Lord. I was like, I'm going to get out of this. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You're doing hey. good. This is good. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. I'm no. I'm oh, all right. Go for it. I'm in, well, I'm going to end my part off, and you, 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 head, you head for it. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boat and went across to Capernaum to look for him. So there was provision being made already, even still. So here goes some boats, and then y'all can meet us over there. Um, coincidence? I think not. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Rabbi, when did you get here? Now, calling Jesus Rabbi is not a sin. Calling Jesus Rabbi is a great thing. But calling Jesus a Rabbi is still very human. It takes no faith to call Jesus Rabbi. It takes no faith to call Jesus um, a prophet. It takes no faith to call Jesus a teacher. And remember, I had already told you guys what rabbi meant. Rabbi was a great thing to be called. For a person, it was, it was, it's a great thing to be called. Jesus is not just a man. We've only been saying this for the past six chapters. Jesus is God. And G- Jesus is 100% God. Jesus is 100% man. He's more than a man. He is God wrapped up in flesh. So just to call him teacher shows how they're viewing him. They view him as a teacher. They view him as as someone that they can look up to and say, you can teach us how to do these things that you do. You can teach us how to do things that God does. Because surely you're not God himself. You're just a rabbi. You're just a man like us. We can learn these things. We can progress to our godhood. Mormons. No. Um, <clears throat> to go further into 26, it says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. So mm-hmm. it just occurred to me every single time they address him in any way, it, whether they address him as Lord, then he acts accordingly. He responds according to. Mm. So then he doesn't answer their question. He just starts teaching. Mm. So now he's a teacher. Wow. He's presenting himself as a teacher now. So that's what that's who I am now. So I'm going to be that. So he's mm. answering back with the faith that they have with what he is he's not even denying that he's not that either but if you're limiting yeah. him to that to that then he will be that mm. he's mm. like um he's addressing that okay well it has nothing to do with when did i get here you're just here because you want to chase after what i do hmm and since I'm a teacher, let me teach you this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to break yeah. it down to you from a teacher's perspective then. Since that's how, <laughs> that's how we're going to do this. That's so, it's so true. Because we, God is, you know, God is, in, in, God is infinite. Mm-hmm. You know, he's infinite. You know what I mean, and he—that's why he wants our faith to grow. That's why he wants. That's why he wants. Yes, he wants our faith to grow, and that's and it's so funny to me how people they, they just get hung up on the mustard seed, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, the Bible says that if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, that and they're like, that's all you gotta have. I'm like, that's where you start. Do you know how small a mustard seed is? <laughs> <laughs> that's what, right. You know how small a mustard seed is. It's so simple. So he's hard. saying that's what he's working with. He's like, look, I could, yo, if you if you do the, if you got faith that size, it's super small, and I'm doing my hand like y'all can see. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, if there's faith so small, like, but I'm looking at the faith that you have, right? And I yes. could I could do wonders with the faith that you have, with the small faith that you have. But as you continue to walk in me and grow in me, your faith should not be the size of a mustard seed anymore. Mm-hmm. Because this is the same God that said that if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, he's the same God that also said to the disciples, oh ye of little faith. Mm-hmm. Again, you've been walking with me for three years. <laughs> you've been walking with me for three years, fam. Why is your faith still this small? But yes, he knew, again, Jesus knew and he knows the heart of every man. Amen. Again, but again, God, God is such a great father, which is why he can speak to the multitude this way, in a way that they'll understand and also in a way in which he'll know that they won't understand and will continue on. Um, I had this highlighted also. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can't gloss over this. Jesus replied, verse 26, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you. Not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. Um, I want to tackle this before I forget it. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. We spent an hour talking about this last last podcast, last official podcast. Jesus has the approval of God, Jesus, so much so that God made Jesus judge. So that is that seal of approval where Jesus is judged. Jesus is the... Is the um, Jesus is the litmus. Jesus is the um, standard. Jesus is the standard. So because he's the standard, he's judged. I can judge because I'm the standard. I'm 100% God. So I have, so I have, I am the righteousness. I, I, you know, I got all of that intact. All of that, the never sinned a day in my life. I knew no sin. And get this, I'm human. I'm perfect. I'm I'm the one that can judge. I can judge, so I do. But I also don't. I'm allow Moses to judge because since y'all think that Moses is the one that's supposed to be the one, and it's not so much Moses. It's, it's more so what Moses represents. They did follow Moses, but from a spiritual standpoint, Moses represents the law. Jesus represents the fulfillment of the law 
So everything Moses set in place, everything that God told Moses to set in place, Jesus has fulfilled. Ooh, amen. Um, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you. How often do we see people come to church Come and not that I don't mean come to church so that they can eat afterwards. That's not what I'm talking about. But you <laughs> see too. people come to right that I guess that too. But you <laughs> see people come to and there's nothing wrong with those things. Come get your physical needs met. You will see this all the time. Jesus would feed people's physical needs, so now they will be open to the spiritual need that needed to be met. Jesus taught about that. It's like you know clothe the people then then speak to them about what what really needs to be what really needs to be uncovered it talks about feeding people so that they, he's he's doing it right here talk about feeding people so that you can speak to their spiritual need something something more precious something more valuable than physical food um but again how often do we see this in and in, in churches and you see people they, they come to be sensationalized and they come to be sa- they come to be satiated with um the miracles and the falling outs at church like oh I want it I need a word I want I want a word especially for me I'm not gonna apply it to my wife I, I'm not gonna apply it to my life but I just I can't wait to hear a word that was for me to be spoken directly to me. And oh man, you told me about my life. I'm not gonna walk in it right. now. I just want to I just want to know right. about it. I just want to know about it. I'm not gonna apply none of the yeah. truth yeah. in my <laughs> life. I'm just gonna hear it. I'm gonna get my fix, my emotional fix, my mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. something that'll validate God, yes. how I feel That's who right. God is in that my God life, but still... I don't want to apply mm-hmm. who He is in my life. I want to get the feeling that God still knows that I'm out here, that God still cares mm-hmm. about me so that I can still go back and do whatever it is that I had been planning on doing anyway. I Yeah, I just want to work. Boy, that word was for me. <laughs> but still leave him behind. Or, <laughs> yeah. Also, want, yeah. I also want to um, see people rise on the floor. I want to see miracles. I want to see people get healed. I'm going to go over to this church because people get healed. I want to see miracles like they was doing in Acts. I want to see miracles like that. I'm like, okay, well, okay. Okay. What they was doing in Acts was what they was doing in Acts. And I'm not saying that it can't be done now, but there's greater things to be done. He wants to work through you, but anyway, um, that's that's what he's gonna say in the next few few verses. That's mm, uh, that's yeah, I, I knew I heard it somewhere. I knew I heard it somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but don't be concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy. Spend your energy. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life. Do you know how you know how much energy you have to have to seek the eternal life that the Son of Man has to give you? It's not that, a lot of energy. That mustard seed. That, <laughs> I think it's like mustard seed we was talking about. Right. <laughs> That's how much. Jesus, Jesus puts it in our 
face, we have no excuse. None at all. It, look, look, all it's you got to do is confess and believe. All you got to do is confess and believe. But then, but I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, then I got to do Confess and believe. Confess and believe. Mm-hmm. He puts it in, he puts it in your face, man. He puts it in your face. We add to it, yes. We shouldn't. We add to it. When I say we, I mean, I mean us as a as a whole. We complicate things, and that's that's due to the fall. That's due to the enemy doing his work in the world. That's due to the world itself. That's due to our flesh. But God knows about all of that. Jesus knows all about that, which is why He makes it so plain for us. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. Also, it's it's a, it's an already. Thank you, Lord. It's an already, but not. It's an already and now, right? It's an already and to come sort of um thing with Jesus. Let's come. From, I'm a, I'm about to go a few different places. First, you get saved, right? What people call saved, then what the Lord calls saved, and it is indeed saved because you are saved from the eternal wrath of God. Right. I remember someone said to me, um, was saying, "No, we're no longer punished for our sins because we're saved now." I said, okay. "No, no, 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 no. You can still be. I, I do want to touch on this. You, you." You will still be punished. <laughs> mocked, whatever you sow, yeah. so you shall reap. So yeah. that still applies. You are saved from the eternal wrath of God. What is the right. eternal wrath of God? Eternal separation from God. What is eternal separation from God? Hell. Mm-hmm. But also, and I, I and I do believe that God is merciful and God is gracious. So even the even the um the punishment that we do receive from our sins, um, I do believe that is much lessened, especially if you are in Christ. Um, but yes, like Grace said, God is not mocked, and so, but yes, I do want you to know that yes, that um, God is God don't play about sin. Um, so it's not like you get all scot free. But you do get all scot free from the eternal wrath that he had that you had stored up for yourself. Um, but yes, going back to this. So once you're saved, we call that being um justified. Justified. How do how do you how do you remember justified? I love this. You can remember justified as just if I never sinned. That's justified. We've been justified. Mm. Slate white clean, right? Mm. Then there's another form of salvation. Sanctified. So you were already saved. And so once you're saved, you're now currently, constantly being saved. That is sanctification. Sanctification helps you to walk in line with God. Sanctification is God pruning you and and um and teaching you his ways and teaching you how to walk in and so that you can look more and more like him. So people so not just for you, so that you can be not I'm not going to say more and more pleasing to God because but so that you're not going to be more and more pleasing to God because again you're justified. Justified never sin. But sanctified is so that you can 
so that you can um do things that are pleasing to God. So sanctify you walk in and that is that is a salvation that continues up until you are with him then there's a third there's a third sanctification there's a third salvation excuse me that we love to glorify and guess what it's called it's rightfully named glorification justification sanctification glorification that is when we see god for that is when we see god face to face that is when we are in heaven with him that is when we get our crown that is when we are with god and we are in heaven and we we doing and we you know i mean like we worshiping god and god is like well done thy good and faithful servant glorified three salvations one salvation three and one kind of like somebody else i know Um, why did I go there? <laughs> um, I fed you not because you understood the miraculous signs, but don't be concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life. Thank you, Lord. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. It again, that eternal life is now, it's later, and it's forever. It's now in the, it, it was then in the justification, it's now in the sanctification, and it will be in the glorification. Mm. Amen. Mm. Yes. Amen. Whew. That was good. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> write this down. Amen, man. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life. That the Son of Man can give you. Thank you, Lord. For the God, for the God, for God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. So anything, why why is it important? Why was that important for Jesus to say there, Grace? Oh, I'm trying to write down stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead and write your thing. Um any this is all this is this is all the Holy Spirit guys when we when we started this, when we did the pregame for this podcast none of this was said none of this. <laughs> that's I why I'm over here trying to take notes at the same time hold on <laughs> man I told y'all I said I said it's not, it's nothing like it's nothing like preparing for a word preparing to teach somebody for a whole week, and then God just hit you with stuff like while you're talking. I'm like, God, you ain't tell me none of this when I was when I was studying. No, I listen back on it. I mean, but that's that's why God is God, man. Um, um, for God the Father has given me the seal of His approval. Why? Why is it important? For why was it important for Jesus to say, "For God the Father has given me the seal of His approval in this." Fam, because I'm approved by God, and I'm it, oh, it's like this. I am a bouncer at a club. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I am a bouncer at a club. I have the club stamp of, of approval. I have the boss's stamp of approval. If you walk up in here with the wrong credentials or no credentials at all, I can vouch for you. 
That is if I know you. If I don't know you, you don't have my stamp of approval. And therefore, and therefore you're not good because I'm the one that is that has the standard of approval or for approval. My job is to approve or deny people. So so the same is true with Jesus. The same is true with Jesus. Know him because he's the one that allows you to get into the club. (laughs) He does. He is your stamp of approval or denial. I don't know you. He literally says in his word, he said, I will say to you, depart from me. I never knew you. Literally, the Bible says this, and Grace can attest to this. The Bible says it. said, Lord, didn't we do works together? Didn't we do this and that together? Didn't we do this and that? Didn't, didn't we feed the homeless in your name? Didn't we clothe the sick and all of this type of stuff? He says, depart from me. I never knew you. I promise you people come up to the club. They come up to the, you know, they come up to the front to me and they say, they say, hey, man, he knows me. And I literally say, if I don't know, I I will say I've never seen him before in my life. What a hard take it will be for some people for Jesus to have to say that about people I've never seen you before a day in my life so Jesus was saying like look man if you know me you'll be good you'll be good with my dad you'll be good in the club of clubs if you're good with my dad if you go with me you good with my dad I'm the standard Uh, let's fast track this a little bit. Um, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses, this is uh, verse 32. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. Again, they, they used to, they glorified Moses. You know, they was, they was super into Moses and I can't blame them up until Jesus comes. I really can't. I can't. Can you blame them, Grace? She must. She must be going. I don't know. I'm going to keep preaching this thing. I'm back. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Okay. We're doing a podcast. That's <laughs> her Okay. And and now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven. And gives life to the world. So it's like, fam, y'all been glorifying Moses all this time. I'm the one that Mo- I keep telling y'all. I'm the <clears throat> one that he's been talking about. We want bread. We want, and they're no different than their ancestors. We want bread. We following this and that. We want bread. We want. We want drink. We want this. We want wine. We come on, give it to us. And Jesus is like, fam, you can have it and you can have it for life. <clears throat> um, anything you want to add, um, Grace? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You read through 32. 32. Okay. 
If you you ain't gotta make um, nothing up, Grace. No, I was just reading through. I was reading through it so I can get my train of thought back. Is this my bad, y'all? Um, Grace, so. Grace also is a. I'm sorry, I didn't do. I didn't run through your credit. Your credits. Grace <laughs> is a mother of two. She um, <laughs> runs a cafe called um, a Chosen Generation in Atlanta. Um, so you gotta be on the lookout for it because it's like Fight Club. You never know when it's gonna pop up. Um, also, you are breaking does... up. You breaking up, Emma? It's bad. It's bad. It's bad, bad. Terrible. All right, we are back. Yeah. Alright, so where where did you want to start at? Twenty eight. Um, because I missed some stuff, but okay, yeah, let's do it. They replied, "We want to perform God's works too. What should mm-hmm. we?" Do? Jesus told them, "This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one." He has sent. So that's them asking and and finally realizing the things that they they truly want is to perform like like he does. And Jesus simply saying, have faith. You already have that. Just have faith. And then it goes to say they answered. Show us miraculous signs. So now they're going and chasing after the signs again. Show us miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. <laughs> like he hadn't shown enough. <laughs> First mm-hmm. off, what can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. And I think that's where you stopped at. And, um, the point that I had brought up earlier to you was, you know, when it comes down to finally God giving us instructions on what to do, our pride just kind of takes over. And um, because we can't take the uncertainty of the present and where he wants us to move, we tend to go back to past situations, right? To justify us not doing and not acting on. So, but this is actually fine with Jesus. He actually mm. wanted them to go back because he asked them, go search the scriptures, do that. But they all lead back to, to who I am. Mm. So then Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. <clears throat> Um. Yeah. So just from that, it's like, yeah, God is fine with them bringing up that justification because that's exactly what He needs for them to do. That's what we all need to do: go search and find, and you'll find Him again. Just it's because it's true. That's what happens when it's true. Yeah, the Bible talks about. Well, Jesus talks about in the Bible. He says, um. When you seek me, you shall find me when you search for me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I want to fast track this a little bit because I definitely want to get to the end without this being super long. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Let's go down to this very problematic or, or controversial. It's not problematic because the word is the word. Um, I'll say this: people do not do not change the Bible to fit your theology. <laughs> change your theology to fit the Bible. The Bible is has the final say. The Bible is the um, is the final authority when it comes to all things Jesus. So. You know, like if it don't align with the word, and it's not right. Period. <laughs> now you might not be able to tell your unbelieving friends that because they that is not their base. That is not where they go back to. That is not what makes them feel safe. Yet, in <clears throat> Jesus' name, we pray. But um, mm-hmm. you are to go back to the Bible. Okay, this thing has been around for centuries. This thing has been around since, well, we know this. It's been around since the beginning of time. Now, of course, not in the physical standpoint. We know that this had, it had a time frame on it where all this stuff happened. But Jesus was the word, okay? That is the, uh, that is, so what we're reading, what we hold in our hands is the graphe. What we read is the, um, is the logos what we get from it is the rhema mm-hmm. but what it is is the chronos look that up i ain't got time but, <laughs> I got <it>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry y'all uh, please look it up i'm not trying to be um pretentious and saying that i just don't have time to explain um i'll post it okay say what <laughs> I'll post it. I got Grace it. is gonna post it. Awesome. <laughs> Needed that. Um let's go forty one or forty three. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement. Oh wait, 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 what did Jesus say to when they <laughs> disagree? Hold on. Oh what? Jesus, so controversial, my savior. Verse thirty four. Sir, they say, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. We're going to read this slow because it's self-explanatory. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Does that mean physically hungry? I'm hungry right now. But am I spiritually hungry? I'm hungry for more of him. For more of him. But can I get it? Yeah, right now. (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting it constantly. As much as I want it, I can always have it. It's always there. I'm always, I'm always being fed from him. As much as I want to be, it's always there to eat from. Whoever comes from me will never be hungry again. As in, whoever comes, whoever hungers from me will never go hungry again. Like you don't have to, unless you just want to be stupid and ignorant. And actually not follow me at all. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. We read this. 
when we were talking about the woman, when we were reading about the woman at the well, Jesus was telling her like, yo, I, I'm the well that will never run dry. And it's so true. Jesus, do you know that our God, we serve a God, we, we, we study about a God that is inexhaustible? Mm-hmm. I've been telling you things. Grace has been telling you things about the same passages and we're getting two different things, but the same thing from it. Mm-hmm. He's inexhaustible. There will we will always be finding out more and more things about our Lord. It don't stop here. It's it 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 continues on in that third salvation, that glorification. When we're glorified, we're going to still be mm-hmm. learning more about Him. He's inexhaustible. The Bible says, Paul says this: "For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but there will come a time when we will know in full." Right now, we know it in part. Right now, we prophesying in part. When we get the glory, we're going to know everything. If, and this, like, this is a lot. And even for them, they can't even get this. Verse 36, but you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. So forget the miracles. I'm a walking miracle. I'm God in the flesh. And you want more miracles? You don't even want me. You just want the miracles. However, those the Father has given me will come to me. See, like, but those those who are to be saved, those who will be saved, they're gonna come to Jesus. They're gonna know Jesus. How would they know? How would they know to come to him? And I will never reject them. How Lord, for I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me. Not to do my own will. We already said in in chapter six, in, or early in chapter six, late chapter five, Jesus doesn't do his own will. He only does what he sees the Father do, and he only does what the Father wants him to do. Verse thirty nine. And this is the will of God that I should not lose even one of all those He has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. Like so. How many people is Jesus going to lose that that have truly accepted him? No. He's the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd that leaves the 90. If Jesus had 100, Jesus had 100 sheep. If Jesus has 100 sheep, he got more than 100 sheep. But if Jesus, this is scripture, people. Okay, so I'm not making this up. But Jesus has 100 sheep in this analogy that he gave. And one goes astray. The Bible says, Jesus says that he will leave the 99 to go get the 100. Right. To go get the 100th one. Sorry. <laughs> um. However, those that the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven and I will do the will of God who sent me. I'm way past that. Sorry. Verse 40. For it, it is my Father's will that all who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life. For it is my father's will. God just wants to send people to hell. He wants to send people to hell that don't love him. Oh, oh, contraire, mon frere, according to verse 40. For it is my father's will that all who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life. It's my father's will. I will raise them up at the last day. What is the last day, Keith? 
the Day of Judgment, the Armageddon, the the, the, the all of that stuff, the, all of those movies that you see, they say that, but it's not that at all. It's not gonna be that at all. Jesus is gonna be doing the work, okay? He gonna be. You think that he's gonna be the one saving us from? He's gonna be the one who's saving us, the ones that believe in him from it. Yes, but he gonna be doing all that. He gonna be doing all the wrecking. You think I'm about to act like an old lame preacher? You think Miley Cyrus coming in like a wrecking ball? Oh no! Stop! You ain't seen. <laughs> Stop! Stop! Mm-hmm. Verse forty-one. Then the Lord began to murmur in disagreement because he said, "I am the." Well, then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he said, I am, get this, get this. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? So you can, you can think. So they thought Joseph was Jesus's father or Joseph fathered Jesus, which Joseph did. We, we, we can say that, or we, we're fine in saying that. But Joseph was not Jesus' father. Joseph might have been Jesus' earthly father, but Joseph is not Jesus' biological father. He's not. So, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, "See, Jesus, he don't he don't care about what you think about him. He don't care. He don't care about the peripheral stuff. He don't care about and that and and people get mad at me because I've taken this on and I'm learning how to take it on about being focused on the thing that matters the most. Jesus didn't care about those rumors that was being said. Here's truth, okay? Why you stumbling over this?" And can't get past this. I'm on this. Look at what Jesus says. He don't even mention this. But Jesus replied. Stop complaining about what I said. For no one can come to me. Unless the father who sent me. Draws them to me. Jews didn't call. Jews wasn't walking around. Calling God father. You know how we call God father. And all of that type of stuff. They were they might have been calling rabbis father and things of that nature. It was blasphemous to call God father. Cause why? It was making yourself equal with God. Right. So everyone people say all the time, Jesus never called himself God. Jesus was always calling himself God. They would all they was picking up stones to throw him because to throw at him because he was calling himself God, making himself equal with God. That's code. That's Jewish code. If I'm calling God my father, yes, we're about to stone you. You have a demon. And they use you have a demon so loosely. It was to say like, it's like how we say you crazy. You have a demon. They would always say that. You must have a demon. Um, Jesus replies, stop complaining about what I said. For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. 
as it is written in the scriptures. See, it's been written already. You can go back and look at them. This is these are the scriptures. These are the books of the Bible that we put in the Bible that make up the Bible that make up the canon of the Bible. This is the canonicity of the Bible. Why isn't why isn't this book in the Bible? Does it talk about Jesus being being? Does it talk about Jesus at all in the book? No, then it can't be it. Does it hot? Does it foreshadow Jesus? No, then it's not going to be in it. This ain't Barnes and Nobles when we just put any book that mentions God in the Bible. This ain't Barnes and Nobles where you can just say, I really want this book to be in there. And then a few days later, it'll be in there because you want it to be in there. Because you kicked and screamed and said this should be in there. We believe that the Bible and we believe that these scriptures were divinely inspired. Men. men made the book yes they wrote yes men wrote the books God is always doing his work through men always divinely inspired these, all, these people were scribes they were writing this stuff down and then years later, you see, oh, snap, these things connect. Who else but God? Uh, verse 45, as it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I, who was sent from God, has seen him. Again, blasphemous if you are not actually God. Jesus was like, Jesus must have had a death wish, according to y'all. <laughs> or he just knew his mission. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it was to die. But it wasn't according to y'all. He, he And I, the Lord reminded me of this the other day. I'm like, why they kill you, Lord? They killed you. And God reminded me of the scripture. He said, no one takes my life. Jesus was, Jesus was a thug. <laughs> Jesus was a thug. Mm -hmm. Jesus is a thug. Said no one takes my life. He said, but I give it freely. Yes. He said, I give it up. I give my life up as a sacrifice. Y'all didn't take my life like they would try to have you believe. He gave it. Thank you, Lord. Verse 47. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. I'm going to be preaching this until I'm blue in the face, until I'm until I'm black in the face, until whatever dead looks like. I'm going to be preaching this. <laughs> i tell you the truth. Anyone who it. believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors, see, they were still chipping off the bread. Mm -hmm. and this is when it gets even quote unquote trickier anyone who eats the bread from heaven however will never die anyone who eats the bread from heaven however will never die I am the living bread that came I'm reading it this way not because you're stupid but because the friends that you follow might be stupid enough to say <laughs> to say that since they practice witchcraft, 
then we practice witchcraft because we eat bread, we eat we eat flesh, and we drink blood. The Bible says y'all eating y'all eating flesh and y'all drinking blood. If that ain't witchcraft, I don't know what is. You see this post all the time. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you good? Anyone who eat anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I, I feel like I get upset every episode of a foolishness. <laughs> I am the living bread that came. I hate lies, man. I came. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer so the world may live, is my flesh. What am I talking about? I'm talking about my death. I'm talking about I'm going to die. So I'm offering my flesh because I'm going to die. You need it. This bread, which I will offer, because Jesus can't be killed. He offers his life freely. This bread, which I will offer, so the world may live. I'm dying so that you can live. Right. It's my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other over what he meant. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. If you are not born of the spirit, you can't possibly know what the spirit he's is saying. saying. You really can't. I'm not surprised by those stupid posts about eating flesh and drinking blood and saying that we're in witchcraft. If you are not born again, if you are not born of the spirit, you don't know what the spirit is talking about. You don't know spiritual things. You don't know what you put in your mouth on. Of course you're going to do it because you're human. And you think you should know. And you think you know. And we want you to know. We want you to pontificate on this stuff so that you can come to the right conclusion. But the Holy Spirit is the only one that's going to allow you to do that. I beg you to plead. And I implore you to plead with the Holy Spirit to, act, to ask him, Lord, I want to know <laughs> what y'all are really talking about. And I guarantee you he'll come in. I guarantee you he'll show you. I guarantee you he'll say, accept, accept me. Like, it's so funny. You see people all the time. They don't know something on, on the outside of Christ. But the moment that they accept Christ, a lot of, they, a lot of their um, questions have already been answered. I get it. I don't even need the answer for this. I get it. I get it. It's, it's part of being born of the Spirit. So there comes a point when, no, we're not about to just explain every simple thing because we know that you won't understand. The Bible talks about not casting pearls to swine. What are pearls representative of? They're representative of. They're representative of um, things of value. These spiritual things are things of value. What is swine? Things that eat things up and don't and know no value. You put anything into a, a, a pig trough, they're gonna eat whatever. They don't care what you put in there. They're gonna eat it up and not savor it. They're not gonna value none of it. And you're not even supposed to eat pearls. You're supposed to value pearls. <laughs> Um, you know, 
Um, I guess this is the, probably the whole born of the spirit thing anyway. But for me, it's pretty simple. Like I was explaining to you before, Jesus right now, he's still teaching. So he's using a reference mm. in which they understand and know, which is what they just had experienced, yeah. which was fed. So the food and the bread that they had nourished them. And that's what happens when we eat food, like I was explaining to you before. We gain energy, we gain nourishment so that we can last throughout the day. But what happens is that only lasts for a few hours. That's why we got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But his thing is, I'm trying to feed you to obtain life eternally. So you must take on the fullness of who I am. Mm. Every morsel of me down to the blood of me. Mm. Let it go through your veins. Let it nourish you. Yeah. Let it edify you so that you can live this life that I want you to mm-hmm. live. Not life that is chasing after these things of the world and not being satisfied by any of it. Mm. But I will satisfy you. I will completely satisfy you. Amen. You, you got more? That that was it. That was, that was, all. That was good. <laughs> so Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, it sounds nasty, right? And I think Jesus mm-hmm. is saying it like that on purpose. In mm-hmm. fact, I know well duh. In fact, yeah. Jesus is saying Jesus don't do nothing by mistake. Everything he said was on purpose. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. And in um um in Sarah and uh, Grace's um uh King James Bible, it might say, Verily, verily, I say unto you, if you get you going to read if it? you get no, huh? Go ahead. That? That's what you want me to read it? You want me to read it? No, I don't. <laughs> it might say, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Me, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. Mm-hmm. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. What do you do after you eat something? Where does the food go after you eat it? It goes to your bloodstream, the nutrients. In it, this thing is at least threefold already. So mm-hmm. you can't have it within you because you haven't eaten it, you haven't consumed it. You can't have it in you because you have not, um, you have not accepted it. You can't down it. You cannot have it within you because this is what it's going to take to sustain you. This is what brings life. Lord, I thought that was going to be longer than that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, verse 54. <laughs> I was like, Lord, how do you play this fast? <laughs> yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> but anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. Jesus, why do you keep saying it like this? This is nasty. Why do you keep saying it like this? <laughs> Verse 55. For my flesh is true. He keeps going on with this 
quote unquote analogy for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink we gonna leave that alone for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood got it god would just stop it with the eating your flesh and the drinking of your blood would you chill out anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him so it's going to be in you you ever heard of you are what you eat Yes. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. I live because of the living father who sent me in the same way, in the same way, in the same way. Anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I live because God sent me. You're going to live because you're going to live because why I live because of the living father who sent me in the same way anyone who feeds on me will live because of me I live because God sent me and if you feed on me you're going to live because of me if you don't have me you're going to die if you don't have me you're already dead if you don't have me you're already dead I posted the other day I'm like to be a Christian to be a Christian is not to be is not to be woke. It's way better than being woke. It's to be made alive. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> you know I wrote Did that you? down. Yeah, God gave that to me. I was like, God, again, I just need something real quick. A little quick blur. 58. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. I am the true bread. So remember the manna that was coming from heaven? Jesus like, bump that nasty behind manna. I'm the true bread. Stop dwelling on that manna from over 400 years ago. It's me. <laughs> you want manna from the sky? Hello. Do what Moses did. Moses, 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 Moses. Jesus is like, Moses is a man. I sent Moses. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. We talked about this, I think, in chapter five. He's like, you rather worship the creation. You rather exalt yourselves. And you rather get glory from yourselves instead of where you should be getting glory from is from God, the creator of all of this. We almost done, I promise. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna. See, like, they still died after eating the manna. But will live forever. Are your ancestors that y'all glorified, uh, you know, in the manna that y'all glorified? Remember, the manna dried up, the um, and your ancestors, they died. But you, you will live forever if you eat of me. Eat and drink of me. Consume me. Make me a part of your being. There's a blood transfusion happening that he wants to. Oh, God. There's a blood transfusion Ooh. that he wants to take Ooh. place. I like that. 
There's a blood yes. transfusion that he wants and needs he that he wants and that you need for it to take place. Your blood is it can't blot out nothing. In fact, your blood is is deplorable and or indeplorable. Your blood is killing you. Mm-hmm. You need this blood that gives life. Verse 59, he said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue. He, was, he said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Get this. This is all of us in chapter, in verse 60. This is all of us. This is all of us. Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. <laughs> Damn, I broke this down. But two, two pages. <laughs> And you still can't understand it. Again, we talked about it. You can't explain fleshly, you can't explain spiritual things to fleshly beings. He said, how, they said, how can anyone accept it? So remember when I was saying, like, Jesus, why are you saying it like this? Why are you saying it like this? We about to find out. And here's here's to everyone that's that's like clinch, clutching their pearls, no pun intended, clutching their pearls, waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> Here we go. Jesus was a Jesus is the other shoe, fam. He's the other shoe. Ooh. Moses is that shoe that's like, fam, what in the world is this? We're doomed. Jesus is that other shoe that drops. He's the loophole. 61. Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining. So he said to him, so he said to them, does this offend you? Does this offend you? <laughs> I didn't mean to yell it like that. Does this offend you? <laughs> then what will then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? Mm. Like if you offended by this, what y'all gonna be offended by when I leave y'all? <laughs> Cause I'm going. <laughs> the spirit alone gives eternal life. The spirit alone gives eternal life. So you gotta you gotta understand. You gotta understand. We just talked about the bread giving eternal life. We just talked about Jesus giving eternal life. And this is when everybody says, not everybody, but this is when people say, there is no mention of the Trinity in the Bible. (laughs) Y'all be killing me with these lies, bro. (laughs) There's no mention of the Trinity in the Bible. Verse 63 says otherwise. The spirit alone gives eternal life. So what can we equate the spirit to? Jesus' flesh in his in his blood. Those things are spiritual. Those things are spirit. The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. How how do we how do we attain how do we attain Jesus' blood, drinking of Jesus' blood and and um eating eating his flesh through the spirit 
through the Spirit, being born again, being born again. We're getting His flesh. We're getting His blood. Man, <clears throat> human effort accomplishes nothing. In the very words I have spoken to you are what? Spirit and life. You gotta watch out for that capital spirit and in that low in that lowercase spirit. They're two different things, but they work together. At the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. It's spiritual. It's all spiritual. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and and deserted him. At this point, Many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you also going to leave? That's why I was saying, this is why I said, I was like, God, why are you saying this like this? Why are you saying it like this? Why are you saying it like this? Because, fam, if it don't, it don't matter. If you are truly deprived, if you are truly depraved, excuse me, if you are truly depraved and know it and want help and know that you need him, it don't matter what he requiring you to do. It don't matter what he wants you to do. You're going to do it. Because why? Why, Peter? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? Where else we going to go? why you have the words that give eternal life we believe and we know you are the holy one of god lord if you literally want us to eat your eat your flesh and literally want us to drink your blood like some vampires if you literally want us to do that we have to do it because you are the one that gives eternal life Where else are we going to go? What else are we going to do? Glory be to God. You don't see Christians with with blood and killing people so that they can get blood and stuff and doing all types of stuff. Glory to God. (laughs) So I I really don't know, but I know where they got it from. They got that lie from the pit of hell talking about that witchcraft to me. When have you ever seen a Christian Eating, eating flesh, not chicken and 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 uh and meat and stuff like that. But people flesh talk about this is what God wants. Jesus said it like that. Jesus said it like that for a purpose, man. He was separating the wheat from the tear. Even though he already know mm-hmm. God knows the wheat from the tear. The thing about wheat and tear is they grow the same and they look the same. Come on now. The thing about wheat and tear is that they grow the same, they grow together, and they look the same. The one who's farming, the one who's tilling the land, he knows the difference. He'll know the difference between the wheat and the tear. He separates them. 
And we was cutting the axe at the root. Wait a minute. Okay, now the buck stops here because it's about to get real serious. Um, you gotta eat of my bread, drink of. You gotta eat my eat, eat my flesh, drink my blood. If he's real, I'm gonna do whatever he tell me to do. But we we are doing whatever he tells us to do. I got I got I, it all goes back to it all goes back to accepting him. It all goes back to what Grace was 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 saying. It's consuming him and being a part of him, becoming one with him. It, it that is that sanctification piece. It is suffering with him. It is ultimately reigning with him. Again, the glorification piece. If we suffer, if we suffer, we reign. That's what the Bible says. You don't get the you don't get the glory. What what is glory without with without the suffering? What is glory without the suffering? It's not real glory. It's glory that's not earned. And it's glory that's not mm. earned for us. Because he did it. We take part in it. We take part in his we take part in his in his in his glory. Not in his glory, sorry. We take part in we take part in his suffering and we do take part in the glory because if we suffer he said if we suffer with him, then we'll reign with him. Of course he's God and of course he gets all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. If we suffer, we reign, man. Uh, that's um, sorry. That's um, Romans eight seventeen. Anybody that's looking for scripture with that that thinks Keith is a liar and he's making things up. Um, then Jesus said, "I chose the twelve of you, but one of you is a devil." He was speaking of Judas son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve, who would later betray him. Grace, anything you want to add? Hey, man. I'm serious. I, <laughs> I told you I was looking on here and just be listening. I don't know why. We're going to figure out this dynamic between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to. Maybe I'll take the second half, or I don't know what it, or the first half, or whatever it might be, or like you take a, a portion of scripture, and then I'll take a portion of scripture, and we'll break it down that way. You did. You did pretty good. You did. Well, I, I, I got amen and notes. Well, I praise the Lord. You saw the studying that I did. That was all the studying that I did, and we didn't use none of our notes. <laughs> so God, God had His way, man. <laughs> none of them. Lord, you said, "Eat my, eat my flesh, drink my blood," and I promise you, God, I did not know what you meant until today. <laughs> I do it. I had a whole nother thing in mind. It it was I'm not even gonna say what I what I what I thought it meant. It wasn't anything as crazy as like literally eating it or drinking it. But God, you, oh. you reveal yourself and 
you word your word is true where it says if you seek me you shall find me when you search for me mm-hmm. with all your heart it is true and your word says lo will I be with you always even until the age your word says go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost teaching them to observe all things teaching them to observe all things and not to be too literal but that is what that is what we seek to do on this podcast is to teach people to observe all things and especially your word because there's not a word in here that you have not um put your hand on I, we believe God breathed and so God we just ask you right now that you would bless everyone that that hears this word we ask that you would bless everyone that um that um comes encounter into encounter with this podcast and not just bless them not 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 that's not if if you choose a monetary blessing that's fine i'm not talking about monetary things blessing them with your holy spirit blessing them with your holy spirit your word says that your word says that because uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus in in chapter three, and he said, "What must what must I do? What what must I do to enter?" In? No, he didn't even ask that. You knew the question that he was asking, and you said, "You must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God." And this it's through your Holy Spirit, and it's provided by you, by your Son Jesus Christ. We accept Jesus Christ. We accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Your Holy Spirit enters into us, so it is now Jesus Christ Himself living and moving inside of us, and that is what is, and not ourselves, but it is you that makes us susceptible to God. You put this, you put this, you painted it so many different ways to where if we didn't understand it one way, we would understand it another way, and if we didn't understand it this way, then we would understand it that way. God, you are so good. You are so complex. And that's how we, you are so simple. You're so simple. That's why you're so complex. So, like, in order for something to be simple, it has to be complex. It's been broken down that many times. And so, God, we just say thank you for what you have done on the cross. We say thank you for what you have done in your life here, in your earthly ministry. We thank you for what you are doing in your heavenly ministry right now. We cannot wait for you to come back. We see people running around with, with the, like a chicken with their heads cut off with the uh, with the COVID-19 situation, Lord God. And we just see the difference the way people move when they don't mm-hmm. have you. And we just say thank you for, Lord, um, mm-hmm. making us steadfast and immovable. Your word says be like a, and you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water. Yes, we take the proper precautionary thing. Um, I think um, no, it wasn't Grace. It was our it was our friend friend of the show, Gina. She posted about um Noah, how Noah Noah didn't get out of the didn't get out of the boat and go check and see what was happening. Noah followed the proper protocol, and then when it was finally safe to leave, then that's what he did. But he still had faith. He did. He had faith inside of what you told him to do, and that is all that you have required us to do is to believe and to believe in you and to believe that what mm-hmm. you're saying is true. So we walk in line with what you yes. tell us to do because what you tell us to do is true. We walk, we walk in line with what you tell us to do because what you tell us to do is right. 
We believe in you. We believe on you. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you. And Lord, if there is anyone out there that is listening to this podcast that wants you, doesn't know how to get you, we, we, we're going to mm. pray a prayer, but we're not praying that prayer saying that the prayer has power to save people. The prayer itself doesn't have power to save people. This prayer is to help give people, give them a guideline into accepting you, Lord God. The, the prayer doesn't save them. Their belief, their belief is what saves them. Their belief in you is what saves them. So, Lord, um, because the, the word says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. So, Lord, um, if you if if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, you can pray a prayer like this or pray a prayer exactly like this if you want. Say, Lord, um, I am a sinner that needs you in my life. I got to have you. I cannot leave here without you. I don't want to leave from where I am, let alone start continue to live life without you. I need you. Take me. I accept you into my life. I accept your Holy Spirit into my life. Take over. Take me. Make me one of your own. I I'm a wretch undone. I don't I don't I I I need you. I I am at my wit's end. I need you. I I don't want you because that means that I can ha that I have options. There are no options. You are my only option. You are my only way out of my current state. I need you. Be everything to me that you have ever wanted me. Be everything to me that you have always wanted to be to me. It is in Jesus' name I pray and say thank you. Amen. If you pray to prayer anything like that, you are saved. You are saved. Walk in it. Where Jesus even told the man that was um that was um that was uh that couldn't walk before he said do you want to be healed and the man was like yeah of course I want to be healed and Jesus healed him and he said now go and sin no more when a woman she um she left the well and, and mm. he told her go and um you know there was there was a woman um um who had you know she she had been caught in adultery like caught in the act and Jesus said I don't I, I don't mm -hmm. condemn you I don't judge you Go and sin no more. We believe you, Lord. We don't, of course, we're going to sin, but we won't, we can't walk, we're not walking in it. Our flesh, our sin does not make us happy. You are the one that makes us happy. You are the one that fulfills us. We run to you because you are the one that, you are the one that heals us. You are, you are the one that makes us, um, that that fills us up because we've been hungering for something and we found out that that thing that we've been hungering for and thirsting for our whole lives is founding you if you prayed that prayer today and if you prayed that prayer at any point in your life you are saved walk in that and sin no more we love you and uh we hope to for you to hear us next week peace Grace, you can say bye.
Lord Jesus. Bye. We gonna work on this podcast thing though. <laughs> oh my God. Hey. Okay. Um, thanks for being on on the on the on the show with me for real. I really needed you. Really appreciate it. No problem. I'll talk to no you soon. Problem. Peace.